right, I want to welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study where we're looking at the book of by John Bevere, Breaking Intimidation. I hope that you've had time to look at, uh, maybe even purchase one of the books and listening to the uh, teachings we've had. Uh, Sister Ann's going to read the scriptures for me tonight. Uh, she says she felt better doing that, so I'm going to do the teaching. We're going to look at chapter 3. It talks about two extremes. So uh, he writes in here one of the uh, uh, or the beginning here. Revelation is of no value without the wisdom and the character to live it out. Amen. And I think right now what we're at a time in our lives, in our nation, in the world, that we need people of character. Not a character, but of character. And uh, this is really going to cover some areas in our lives. So in just in a moment of time, the Spirit of God can drop a wealth of insight into you into your spirit. It's not into your mind. It's in your spirit. There's something way down inside. But there, again, this revelation is of no value without wisdom and character to live it out. And this is the thing that we've tried to teach people for years. Two extremes that can throw believers life out of balance. First one is pursuing power. What would that mean? It means it's not just talking about pursuing God, but pursuing power. Uh, authority. The other one is false humility. So Timothy was a, a, a good example of a godly character, godly man. Rather than false humility, uh, he and stirred up his gift uh, rather than pursue power. And so as we begin tonight, this scripture we want to share with you, beginning in Acts 19:22. So he sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him, Timotheus and yeah, Erastus, but he himself stayed in Asia for a season. So Timothy became responsible for the care of Paul. And I mean, that takes a lot of responsibility. We have our friend, Dr. Eldon Wilson, travels the world, and right now he's traveling just the United States, and he has young men that drive him, and they become responsible for him. And we've known some really, really good young men that have taken the responsibility. And the latest one was uh, a young man named Luke from New York who really, uh, as, as a young man, I think he was 19 or 20, uh, he really cared about this man, and it's really an awesome thing. Uh, 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 6, uh, talks about Paul talking to Timothy. Now the end of the commandment is charity, out of a pure heart and of good conscience and of faith unfeigned from which uh, some having swerved have turned aside into vain jangling. Amen. This means also something else about Timothy. This is all talking about Timothy. It means that his faith was genuine and so and his heart was pure. So how do, how do you get that? Through this, this means that he was tested and he was tried. Yes. You know, you can't be faithful. Just say, I'm going to be faithful. You're faithful because you're proven through acts uh, of work, uh, things that you do, all of these things. So it's important for you and I to understand that you're going to be tested. You say you're going to do something, you're going to be tested. You're going to say that I'm going to love this woman, you're going to be tested. You're going to love this man, I'm going to be tested. We're going to be tested in the things we say because the enemy does not want you to succeed. And he's going to do everything he can to mess it up. We want to grow in God. We want to have the power of God, the presence of God. And God is looking for people who are like him. We, we're constant, we're, we're faithful. Uh, Philippians 2, 19 uh, through 22. 
But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your estate. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. But ye know the proof of him, that as a son with a father, he has served with me in the gospel. Wow. That's a, a, and if you want to say it this way, Paul, uh, Paul adopted Timothy as a son, and Timothy adopted Paul as a father to serve one another, to help them to, to do what they need to do. And so he really looks at him uh, as, a, as not only a, a son, but a servant, one with care for him, uh, and not looking to take advantage of any particular thing. And so it's of character and not power. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 uh, gives us some information about commandments. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather than you may prophesy. We got to understand that there's so many things, and if we were to look at 1 Corinthians 13, 1, uh, it says, though I speak with tongues of men and angels, what's right there, what are you doing? Uh, and have not love, I become a, a clanging brass or a tangling cymbal. It's the love of God, love for God, that changes everything about us. And if we want to serve God, we've got to love God, not just know about him. And uh, we want to have the, the fruit uh, of his love. Some Christians, you know, we, and I've been there, I've been there. We want to go to great revivals. We go great distance for a miracle service, uh, but we're not willing to deal. This is something John Bevere brought out, and I thoroughly thought it was good. We're not willing to deal with the anger, unforgiveness, or bitterness in our own heart. We just want power. We want another word. We want another prophecy. We want to see another miracle. But did it change you? Yes. The Word of God challenges us. The presence of God challenges us. The things we see challenges, not just to have be entertained, but to be challenged, to come up higher yes, in God. Amen. And that's what God wants to do for us if we're willing and obedient. That's where we have to be. So we must deal with our inner man and this unwillingness to look at ourselves, to judge ourselves, to deal with the inner man has opened many people for deceptions. We get deceived because we think that we're okay. Uh, we've seen too many ministers fall, but they, they didn't fall because they committed immorality. They fell when the ministry became more important than their relationship to God. Amen. When they became more important than their intimate relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You see, we can know about somebody, but I want to know them. I can know about my wife, but I want to know her. I, we want to become intimate. We want to become intimate with, with God. And when we turn around and we make no time for God, then where do we become intimate? How does he bless our lives if we have no uh, relationship with him? Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse number 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We want to see God? Have a pure heart. That's where we have to be. We have to have a pure heart to see God. We must remember that Judas cast out devils. He healed the sick. He, he, he preached the gospel. He did all those things. But he gave up all of that for a little bit of money. Hmm. What are you giving up? 
What do we give up in order to gain popularity? We need to come to the place of realizing that this is, this is a walk, walk of sacrifice. Uh, Philippians 3, 10 through 15. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and uh, the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after that I may ap apprehend that for which also I am apprehended by of, of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us not therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Amen. So our high, our, the calling of God is to know God. Yes. It's not the power of God. It's not a ministry. Not to have a name in lights. Not to be have ten thousand people in the search church. That's awesome. Be wonderful, but it's really to know Him. And the more you know Him, the more you can do for Him. The more He will entrust you. The more things happen in our lives. This is so so important for us. Daniel, look at Daniel chapter eleven, verse thirty-two. He says something powerful here. And such as do wickedly against the covenant which he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Amen. So if we know our God, if we're we going to be strong and do great exploits. That's really what we have to do. One of the things you might, uh, might want to look at, too, is, is Moses in the things that uh, he had in his life. Moses, Exodus 33:13. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. Isn't this amazing? Now, Moses has, has had a revelation of God in the burning bush. He had a, a prophecy over his life before he even knew anything about God. Had a, had, a, had a revelation of God in a burning bush, called of God. God spoke to him face to face. He did all these miracles in Egypt to bring them out, opened the Red Sea, cured the poisoned waters. And now he says, I want to know you. There's more to God than just miracles and healings and all of these things. There's something... Uh, in our hearts. It's, I want to know more. I want to know you. This is what really is after our heart. And this is what John is talking, John Bevere is talking about. This is what we've been teaching about all our lives. I want to know God. I want to know Jesus Christ more than just something that I read in a book. I thank God for the men of faith that have gone before us, the, the people we know that have been part of our lives. Thank Amen. God. But they all pointed us to Jesus. You want to know more? Go to Jesus. You want to know more? Go to. It wasn't just reading books. It was taking time to know Jesus Christ, having a conversation with him, having a quiet time. 
Stop praying and start listening that you may know him. He may have something to say. We also find that David really cried out to God in, in Psalms 27, verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I would love to be able to say that I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And it's not talking about a building. It's talking about his presence. And it's talking about eternity. I want to be in the presence of God all my life. I don't want to miss God for any occasion, for anything. Remember, gifts are given. They're not earned. There was a donkey that spoke and saw into the realm of the Spirit. There was a rooster that crowed three times to convict Peter. These are beasts. Yes. They weren't spiritual. No. I think that's a great point. God can use a donkey. He can use a rooster. He can use a jawbone of an ass. But is it getting your attention? Is it changing you? Matthew chapter 7, verse 23 speaks of some things. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Many are called and few are chosen. God is calling us to himself. But then he's looking at us as someone who will press in and go a little bit further than anything else. God is looking us, looking at us to say, what more do you want? Do you want more? you got to give up more. Too much is given, much is required. So he's given you much, and we have to turn ourselves over to him in those things. Okay? And so God, I don't want God to say, depart from me. I never knew you. No. Would you that practiced lawlessness, you didn't stay within the bounds that God has for us. First Samuel 19, 23 to 24. And he went thither to Noah, Noloth and Ramoth, and the Spirit of God was upon him also. And he went on and prophesied until he came to Noloth and Ramoth. And he stripped off his clothes also and prophesied before Samuel in like manner and lay down naked all the day and all the night. Wherefore they say, Is Saul among the prophets? Can you imagine prophesying before the prophet, speaking the, the things, the oracles of God, the blessings of God? Can you imagine that? And remember this, Saul had been rejected of God, but that still didn't stop his gift from working in his life. But he'd been rejected. And, but even all of this prophecy didn't change his heart. No. The Spirit of God works in us, to change us, but if we're not willing to change, we don't change. Because I've seen people could 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 prophesy wallpaper off the wall and 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 give words of wisdom and 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 words of great faith and all these things, but their life stunk. Yes. yes. It doesn't do any good for that. We need to we need to have people that have that have character and integrity in our lives. The more we more God gives you, the more He's going to require of you. We'll be tested. John chapter 11, 49 to 51 speaks about someone who was used by God. And one of them, named Caiaphas, Caiaphas being the high priest that same year, said unto them, ye, not, ye know nothing at all, nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and that the whole nation perish not. 
And this spake he not of himself, but being a high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. <laughs> that's an awesome statement, that Jesus should die for that nation. And that's what he did. Yes. But God uses some strange people. He had never prophesied before like that, but didn't know he was speaking the word of the Lord. It's so powerful. We must have God's heart in order to obey his will. Yes, amen. Without it, we'll be walking in a limited supply of his anointing. You know, his anointing is for us to go forward in what God has yes. with power. But if I don't stay connected with him, we're really limited. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, our words just fall. They, we may say things, but they don't have any power. They don't have any life in them. And I want to have that anointing in my life that is strong, that is, that is for God, and, and it will bring people to the Lord. Not to me. Listen, this is not so that I can be something. This is so that Jesus can be great in your life. Okay? And that's where it has to be in our lives. Even Balaam prophesied. He, he actually came to the place and said, I know a secret about Israel that we can do. And they turned, you know, when, when uh, this king called uh, Balaam to prophesy, a donkey warned him and an angel warned him that there was problems ahead. You never, just speak the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So he took him to a high mountain and he, he looked over at Israel and he said, I can't curse them. God bless yeah. them. Yes, that's you know, great. so he took him to a valley. Now, this is something I taught this years ago. He took it. So from the high place, he could see the covering of God from the low place the the, the typology is so that you could get under the skirting of, of man and see the nakedness and even that he couldn't get under. Right. But then he, he saw a weak spot. He, and later on, he saw a weak spot in their life. And bring the women from, from Moab here and, and bring them in and let them pervert the Israelites. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. The enemy came in from the outside. He died as a, as a, as a bad, uh, uh, with, a sword, with a sword. And uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by, the pro, uh, by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. So we have false humility. So it's an opposite. Of, what's the opposite of neglect? Of neglect is to accomplish, to achieve, to act, to attend, to care for, to do right, complete it, conclude and consider. To neglect it means to breach, dismiss, Disregard, discount, ignore, underestimate, overlook, undervalue, scorn, and despise. So they're just things that we really, really need to look at. In First, Second uh, Timothy, chapter two, verses three and four. Thou therefore endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. You know, being a soldier is somebody that we're in battle. We're in a battle all the time. Sometimes we're, we're battling for the safety of others. Sometimes we're battling for ourselves. Sometimes we're battling for our soldiers that are next to us. There's always going to be things, but we can't get entangled with the things of life. We gotta stay focused on what does God want me to do? What does God have for me to do in our lives? So we thank God for that. In uh, 
Romans chapter 12, verse 21. Be not overcome with, of evil, but overcome evil with good. It's truly by the grace of God that we overcome evil. Yes. It's truly only by the grace of God that we do the things that God wants to do. Grace gives us power to overcome. Yes. Grace gives us power to, to be higher than we've ever been before. And that's where we have to be. We have to be in that grace of God that takes us further than we've ever been. And it's just a, an amazing thing that God gives to us, his grace and his mercy, uh, twins to, to work. We need, we need to remember that fear of him in confrontation makes us easy prey for him intimidation. When you're intimidated, there's no joy, and without joy, no strength. Where there's fear, there's no peace. You and I have to have the peace of God. We need to be strong in the power of his might. His might, his purpose, his plans for you and I. We need to be strong in those things. That's where we need to be. So as we just, we're going to close tonight a little bit, a couple minutes early, uh, just because the second section, the next section is just a, a little bit, uh, about the same length of time here. But they're, they're both important. And, you know, as we did the seven sayings of Christ, we couldn't combine them because they were, they were so powerful. Mm -hmm. And so we need to understand that God is, wants to build our character. He wants to build our life. And uh, just, some, just a, a thought there that we, we, we need to come next week and find out how does this apply to me? Yes. You know, if we're not in the, quote, ministry, how does it apply to me? Every one of you are important to the body of Christ. You're important to Jesus Christ. You're important to what he wants to accomplish. We're born for such a time as this. Yes, amen. You know, we look at the problems that are going on today. Well, you know, what? we weren't in the days of Jesus that afterwards we're fed to lions, mm -hmm. that the Romans had taken over the world, you know, and, and really brought fear, intimidation. Uh, but we're born for such a time as this. So God thinks that you and I can make it. Yes, that you and I can overcome in these difficult times. He believes in you. Yes. You need to believe in yourself. Amen. You need to believe that with, with Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit in your life, you can be the overcomer. Yes. You can be the victor, not a victim. Amen. And know when you're going through these hard, hard times, uh, you're being tested too. And uh, not only by God, but by yourself. See how some people, when they're tested, they, they run away from God. We are to get closer to the Lord, and we will see his strength, and we will be powerful in his might and uh, get our eyes off ourselves and what's Amen. going on. Amen. Get our eyes on Jesus, and there's victory there. We will overcome. We will endure because we are the children of God. We're the children of the Most High. Amen. Amen. Just want to say to you, too, I know that Fourth of July weekend's coming up. I pray that you have a great time with your family. We are having church again on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And uh, we just want to we pray that you have a, a wonderful time. If you're going on vacation, please be safe. Be, even be safe with everything that you do. Uh, a lot of things going on right now. But we're trusting God. Yeah. And we're going to serve God no matter what. We're not, I, don't serve, I don't serve the world with its rules and regulations. I obey God. And I obey the laws of the land so that I can be the best that I can be for the times that God gives to us. Amen? So let's have a word of prayer. 
Lord Jesus, we thank you for this study. We thank you for John Bevere. We pray you bless him and his family. We ask God that you bless all those who see this program or listen to it and all the members of New Beginnings Church. We pray that you bless them, keep them safe, watch over them, God, and help them to prosper. We pray your blessing on this nation, on our president, and all that's going on. We pray your insight. We pray for answers, God, to the medical needs that we, we have today. But we also know, God, that you are our healer. You Amen. are our protector. Yes. We Lord. thank you. And we pray, God, the covenant of God to be put over your people and keeping them in by your power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Shake hands, be friendly, wave at us, and we'll be seeing you next week and Sunday morning. All right, God bless you. About how much? <clears throat> About 24 minutes. Okay.